0: the batman universe comic podcast hey this is scott snyder
1: hi this is denny o'neill my name is neil Adams.
2: And this is paul dini
1: hi my name is dandy deal
2: this is kevin conroy hey this is francis
1: maniple
0: hi this is jim lee and you're listening to the batman universe comic co- podcast Everyone, welcome to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast, episode number 221. And I am your host, Dustin, and today I have with me, this is E.D.
1: And this is Francesca.
0: Not to be confused with erectile dysfunction.
1: <laughs> Ed, did you see Jeez. what just happened? We're not That's... even a minute in, and he took you out. Ooh. It must be Monday. <laughs> this is Monday. It is Monday. <laughs> even Dustin goes cray cray.
0: Awesome. All right, so we are here to cover the news from April 2nd through April 15th. We have a, a couple of different news points to cover, so let's get into the Thank news. You. So the first thing we've got is right away on April 2nd, the Snyder Capullo project was announced. Um, it's actually, as we expected, taking place part as part of the Dark Days uh, event that's happening in June and July, That's part. that's part one and two of the... Event and then Dark Knight's medal was announced, which is Capullo re teaming with Scott Snyder to do a six issue mini series. Um, this is going to it's kind of interesting. There, there was a this. Was, this took place at Fan Expo in Dallas, and Jim Lee was on the panel. He was representing the art team for Dark Days, uh, which is acting as the prelude to the event of Dark Knight's Metal. Uh, Batman at its core. the The overarching event includes all of the DC, not just Batman specifically. The world's greatest detective will be investigating the mystery that goes back to the beginning of the universe, seated in human history. It is such a big scale that it might be one at one case that Batman won't want to solve, as Snyder teased. Um, the the one shots, the Forge, and the casting will introduce the basic elements to the Dark Knights uh, series. The event was described by the creative team as cosmic and bonkers. Snyder said it will involve scientific scientific theories such as dark energy and dark matter, hence the dark in the title, which will also have lasers, robots, and dinosaurs. Its plot will weave a lot of storylines previously told, picking up loose threads and Easter eggs from the past six or seven issues of DC continuity. Hawkman was mentioned mentioned a number of times during the panel, and it seems his mythology will play a big part in the plot, seeing that he has to do with nth metal, and nth metal is... Probably the metal that they're referencing with the name metal in itself. Um, They also talked about they're not only going to be dealing with stuff with the new 52 and the current rebirth, but also going back to some of the stuff that Grant Morrison did in the bat titles pre new 52. And then we have the cover for the first issue of Dark Knight's metal, which was done by Capullo, which has Batman wielding two battle axes. Um, and that is that. Six issue mini series will kick off in August and presumably run through January. That that's basically the the uh, interesting thing. Now, the one thing that I found slightly odd about the announcement was Snyder kept referring to this as a massive summer event that's going to deal with all kinds of elements within DC. It's not going to be – it's going to start off in, in within the Bat family, but it's going to grow and get much bigger picture when it comes to the overall DC universe and dealing with a lot of other things. We kept saying summer event. I kept thinking the the Dark Knight's <laughs> medal starts in August, which tends to be the end of summer, and then it's going to mostly be going through the fall. But th- that was one thing I kept getting hung up on for no other reason than just the proper time frame um being on not not referenced, but anyway the the other part of it was um because it's specifically a dc event uh this is, will mark the first time that Snyder is going to be working with a number of characters from a variety um he has said that you can pick up dark knights metal without having previously read anything in the past as he always says in whenever he's promoting any of his upcoming work. Um, And in addition to that, he says that it's going to touch a number of characters and repercussions will occur within other titles based off of what happens in this miniseries. So what do we think of Snyder having basically unlimited control over not just (laughs) the Bat universe, but also the DC universe? Well, let's face it.
2: He's had unlimited control for a while, uh, at least in the Bat universe. That's a fact. That's fine. Um, I do thought the timing was weird. I think it's fine. I mean, um, I think it's going to be Bat-centric. It's happening around September, which is always kind of a cluster. So I'm betting that September will be a bunch of – how much do you want to bet we have a ton of like tie-ins in September to this? You know, like the special September issues are all mm-hmm. these.
0: Well, I mean, they didn't do the special uh, September last
2: year. One time is not a, a trend. That's
0: you true. Know. That's true. Um, I would hope that they're not going to do that, but I mean, like it, I could it, see yeah, fine. some of them tying in in some way, but I don't want it to feel forced, which has happened so many other times what? in the past with Snyder stories. Right? Forced DC?
2: For- no. Just thinking of thinking of something else. Um. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I I'm kind of. Looking forward to see him play with a bigger sandbox. See what he does with those characters. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he wins over other DC fans by treatment of their characters, or if he angers people because we all know he has a tendency to reinvent things. I yeah, believe
0: very, very polarizing. That's that's one. Yeah. Way.
2: Um, I mean, I could see this making some people mad, but more more than that, I think that um, I think it'll be good. Uh, I mean, his sales numbers on you know Batman for a while and even all-star normally where this will probably sell out anyway. So I don't think he's going to get more quote unquote exposure. If you read DC comics and you don't know who Scott Snyder's at this point, I don't think this is going to be the thing that fine does it for you, but I'm looking forward to it. And I heard they're not going to be all-star. will be going at the same time. So we'll be getting two Scott Snyder books a month. So that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. And I'm not too shocked. I feel like he's sort of the up and coming Jeff Johns, uh, you know, cause Jeff Johns started off, I think well-regarded, but dealing with sort of with smaller things, and then has of course reached this particular position. And Scott Snyder started off with, of course, you know, Detective Comics, which is no small feat at all. Um, but now he's he's really moved up, and we can see how much he can impact not only Batman but DC as well. I do imagine, obviously. A self-contained story, as he's promising, but I think that it's probably going to reach out its little tentacles into other books, um, perhaps, or especially some of the main uh, Batman universe books, I would say, but probably other ones as well.
0: So if we remember, so there's a couple things here. The, the first thing is, remember a couple months ago in Detective Comics where we had that little flashback in issue 950 of Tim Drake saying, oh, you've got your, you know, what's next? Your own Justice League. What are you preparing mm-hmm. for? It seems like you're preparing for war. And it turns out this is what they were referencing. It was this event. It wasn't something else that oh. is yet to come okay. because that was rough. Ref- T- Tynan had actually said on Twitter that that's what they were referencing was the upcoming dark days, which he's also a part of uh, which is the issue releasing in June. And then the issue in July, the two one shots. Um, so there's that part of it. But then the other part of it is, Snyder had actually said that he had been working closely with Jeff Johns, trying to map this out to work within the confines of rebirth, which means that if we were hoping and expecting the Watchmen thing to be happening anytime in the near future, I think the closest thing we're going to get to it is the button, which is out. first issue is out right now. I honestly feel like we're going to it's going to be it's going they're going to continue the slow burn of the Watchmen stuff for a while because but, if this is the big event that's happening and it's taking place over 8 months from basically June until January there's no way we're going to get another event because they're not just going to roll out the Watchmen and not it not be an event.
2: But at what point does a slow burn become a fire that has been extinguished?
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: Um, but, if I mean, they keep,
0: but if they keep doing these little things like the button, for example, I mean, this is basically almost basically at one year from the beginning of Rebirth when it was all hinted at in the first place. So, I mean, if they keep doing these little these little itty-bitty story points to keep that fire going, add a little fuel to the fire every, every so often, then maybe it, yeah. it is just going to just keep getting pushed out.
2: Well,
1: so you think nothing's going to be solved at all in this upcoming little crossover, mini crossover?
0: I don't think anything's going to get solved. I mean, I think we might learn something, but I don't know exactly what it is. But I don't think it's going to be like the end of the button happens and suddenly the Watchmen are part of everything. Because, uh, you know, as as you're listening to this, solicitations are out through July. So there's no mention of Watchmen, which I mean, obviously, they don't have to Mm -hmm. mention it. And they could change solicitations as well. But it's just one of those things where I honestly don't believe that the button is going to, you know, be some earth-changing event type situation where suddenly it's all going to make sense and why the how the Watchmen have been involved. I feel like it's just going to continue to build. I mean, also keep in mind that even though Mister Ross and Tim Drake haven't appeared in any of the Bat books recently we have Mr. Oz appearing in the Superman books almost on a normal basis, too.
2: Yeah, like almost on the regular character basis. Yeah. yeah,
0: so it's not as if they're not continuing to hint at it over time. It's just they're not doing it in all of the books.
2: What was the longest time you either of you two of you can remember, though, from nugget to payoff that was planned? I don't mean like Jim Gordon Jr. appeared in year one and didn't jump for 20 years. That was an accident. Yeah, you know well, wasn't. It? Like,
0: yeah, the, I mean, was that was uh, someone just picked up a plot point that was left yeah. open.
2: Um, well, what was the longest for the, that they did it on purpose? They said, "This is the plan." Final Crisis, maybe with that or, man traveling through time.
0: Yeah, and our, RIP and all of that because there was a big long part with that. You know, he's dead. He's traveling through time. Meanwhile, back, back on man. back on Earth Prime, we've got everything just. Carrying on, and Tim and Jason and and Dick battling for the right to be Batman and all that. So, I mean, like, that was a big, long thing, too, that took place. But it was a matter of Bruce was still alive, and us as the readers knew that he was still alive, but the people didn't, you know, back on Earth didn't know that he was alive.
2: But that's the thing; it was continuing on. Like I'm trying to think of, there's a time where they intentionally said, "Hey, look at this shiny thing," and then didn't show us the shiny thing for a year.
0: Like I can't, I can't honestly think of anything. And honestly, even with the button, which you know, I, I'm not not seeing it's not going to be good. I'm looking forward to it a lot, and also we're also going to be covering. Just, the, <laughs> we're also going to be covering the flash issues um, as part of it, as part of this event as well, just to make sure that we cover the entire you know, the entire aspect of what the button is, we'll be doing full reviews on the website. And we'll also be talking about each individual issue here on the podcast as well uh, for the f- two issues of flash and the two issues of Batman that this is coming out. but but the whole thing is I, I'm not saying that I don't think anything's it, it's not going to be good. And there's not going to be a payoff, but I don't think it's the payoff that we're all expecting it or that some of some people are expecting it to be because I just I don't see this as being the the giant payoff. There's no reason they would have hinted at something that massive last year and then a year later just decided oh in f- two issues of two comics we're going to roll out this entire idea.
2: No, I, I don't think this is the payoff. This is what I thought it was. You could be 100% right with it. I look at this as like the prelude to the payoff.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: I agree. Right like I just don't think the payoff's going to happen after the Dark Knight's metal thing. I think that this would happen, and I would think that we would get the payoff this summer. I think Snyder's thing is its own
0: thing. Its own thing, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I, it feels like they're disconnected.
2: Yeah, I don't think like, that they're conne- except the three Jokers element, which may pop up in Snyder's thing. I feel like they're totally disconnected. But I don't think we're going to have to wait to after Snyder's over. I think this will be the prelude, and I bet you come episode three or episode. Issue three or four of the button, we'll start seeing the, you know what I'm saying? Uh,
0: the Watchmen story continues this summer and Watchmen are awesome, number one in July. Well, it would be August, which would make sense because then they could right. promote it at San Diego. And also, they wouldn't have to worry about the solicitations being out until after the button wraps up for August. So, yeah, so that's what uh, so you can expect this from Scott Snyder this summer now moving on to some other news that came out of fan expo Dallas, uh, even though Scott Snyder kind of stole the show with his announcement, uh, Tom King was in attendance and he had a panel talking about, you know, his work and things like that. But specifically he had an, a lot to say about what we're going to be expecting um, come the pages in the pages of Batman very soon after wrapping up, I am Bane, which will finish up this issue, or this episode, um, with the last issue of I am Bane. But then we're going into the button as we mentioned with twenty one and twenty two. Uh, then this will be followed with an issue with Swamp Thing, illustrated by Mitch Gerards. King already had already unveiled some of these details on his Twitter account, and we covered it in the uh, this week in Batcave a couple weeks ago, so you can check that out. Uh, Gerard had been sharing some panels for it for a couple of weeks. Issue twenty four will be titled Aftermath, and in. Interlude, serving as an epilogue for what has already happened in the run and as a prologue for what is to come then the war of jokes and riddles begins this is an eight-part story arc that will take place at the beginning of batman's career within the new 52 continuity dwellings on the impacts of zero year the joker is tired of riddles the riddler is tired of jokes is how king described it a gang war ensues with batman caught up in the middle the storyline will be divided into two-issue acts. It will also feature a special guest artist j- doing a Kite Man special feature, uh, as we know oh. King's pet rogue, uh, showing the life of a D-lister during the, the middle of the gang war. Uh, King has also confirmed that there will be plot lines related to the three Jokers that will be involved as well. Uh, so this kicks off on June 21st, and Mikkel Janin will be doing the art, um, at least for the beginning of... I assume at least the first four issues, but if they're divvied up into two issue acts, it makes sense that he's doing the first two issues and then they'll have another artist swap back and forth with every two issues. Um, Now, what's interesting to me about this announcement is that we're going back to the new 52 continuity, specifically Scott Snyder's zero year storyline. It's taking place after Scott Snyder's zero year storyline, but still within the new 52 continuity um, that, it's kind of troublesome to me because i thought the whole idea of rebirth was trying to get everything back on the path of the way everything was and not necessarily getting rid of everything within the new 52 but kind of aligning that stuff to be what it was in a very short time frame condensed History of the characters compared to the humongous history of the characters that we that came prior to the New Fifty Two. So the fact that we're going back to the same time frame as Zero Year, specifically after that Scott Snyder story, it's kind of worrying me. Yeah, see, I've always thought it was
2: just like mashed potatoes. Oh
0: Meaning gosh. what?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Seriously.
2: Oh. Sorry. No, that like they were just all mixed. <laughs> like, I don't think. Sorry. Like, like I thought you guys could remind, like, all right, we're good, right? We're on. Uh,
1: no! Yeah, as if we all understand what that means, like the stupid chicken business.
2: Oh, we can make a full meal by the time we're done. No, that it was like the new fifty two and rebirth were like thrown in a pot and mixed together. Like that, they both the, the stuff in new fifty two didn't go away. Zero year didn't disappear, and court of owls was still there. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was just kind of mixed into where the pot expanded, and so zero year was still there. So you can still set a story during it. That's all I
0: I thought. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's entirely possible. I always looked at it from the perspective of I didn't really enjoy. I mean, like there was plenty of elements within the New 52, the Bat Books that were okay. But for the most part, I like when I look at especially the stuff that we've been covering here on the comic cast since the beginning of the comic cast back in uh, 2008. I like the stuff that was right before the New 52 began, like Grant Morrison with Red Robin. Um, you know the Red Robin series. Nightwing had his series. I liked the direction that all those books were going. Stephanie Brown is back. that stuff was gold. I loved all of that stuff. I thought the Bat books were great. A lot of the other books within the DC line had issues, and that's part of the reason why uh, the New Fifty Two worked because they were able to refresh a lot of the other characters. Um, but there was very very gaping issues with. The new Fifty Two, uh, when it came to the bat books, there was there was plenty of things that worked, but there was plenty of issues that occurred, um, and I felt as if there was more issues with what was being produced on a monthly basis in the new Fifty Two than before. So. That's my my concern. I do agree. I think that they have taken some of the stuff from New Fifty Two and they've they've uh, used some of it for some of the characters because it makes sense. But there's other characters where it makes absolutely no sense to continue to use the New Fifty Two stuff, and they've they've gone away with it. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff in some ways, when you look at like a character like Batgirl. She got the refresh with moving to Burnside and all that, and that did take place technically within the New Fifty Two, but it wasn't the character that you know was was in the the series when the when the New Fifty Two kicked off. So when I look at, it, you know, she had a way of they had a way of refreshing the character, but they did it without rebooting the entire. You know story of of Barbara Gordon, they just had her move somewhere else, new costume, new direction, a little bit lighter of a tone, things like that, and they were able to do it, and that stuck for the most part because that's still the same, very similar of the character that we see now during Rebirth. But there's other characters like Nightwing who it's like night and day. I mean, you went from him being. Um, in the red suit in New Fifty Two, to being you know to being dead and being a super spy, to then going back to the blue suit and being definitely more pre New Fifty Two Dick Grayson. So, I mean, you're right. It is definitely a bowl of mashed potatoes, I guess. Yeah. Very, very, very strange comparison. Um, well, basically you- anything you would mix in a bowl, sure. Then yes. No, they're, they're, no, no, no. They're all potatoes. Think about
2: it. When you make mashed potatoes, the individual potato does no longer exist, right? Okay, yes. Yeah. They're okay, just, I, see,
0: I see where we're going.
2: See what I'm saying? Like, I don't think there is this delineation and continuity anymore. I don't think there is pre-New 52, New 52, post-Flashpoint, Rebirth. I think the whole point of Rebirth was taking it all and throwing it back in the pot and saying, it's all good. It's all here. Now, we can definitely argue that sometimes that actually doesn't make any sense, right? But I think that was what Rebirth was trying to do.
0: Potatoes and chicken wings. Not bad. It's not a bad meal. All right. So the other bit of news we have comes on April 13th. Um, it was announced through two different uh, interviews that were given to both Comic Comicosity and uh, also DC Comics on their website. Um, the Gotham Academy will be coming to an end this August. Um, as, as we know, it's been running for a little over two years. Um, but the creators, Becky Clunan, Brendan Fletcher, and Carl Kerschel have – uh, said in their interviews that the next story arc, which kicks off this month, The Ballad of Olive Silverlock, will be the last one ending with issue number 12. Um, considering that issue number 10 has been solicited for June. Obviously, that would imply that August is the last, final issue. The final storyline is the way that the three writers always intended for the book to end. Although the book is not said to be canceled, it does seem to be the case with Brendan Fletcher saying, part of what makes me sad about closing out the Alice story is that I feel like we could ramble on with stories about the supporting cast. I could write this book forever, uh, leading obviously if that was the case then why would they stop making the book unless it was being canceled um it also felt as if these two interviews were being given and it was basically a way to say hey we are ending the series we don't we're not just going to release the solicitations and you're going to get blindsided by the fact that this is canceled the writers are coming out and doing these interviews ahead of time to kind of calm the uh the potential waters yeah c- calm the calm the, the the waters of uh you know the fandom for the book because there is a lot of fans of the series so um but yeah it's ending and that that's Gotham academy for you
1: there's no sympathy in your voice whatsoever uh this is this is a bummer um boo I guess we could almost connect it with what you had said in the previous um little segment there because you know this was one of those bright spots that sort of came out of a very dark time in in the Batman universe and so if this leaves I wonder where that leaves you know Batgirl potentially if things start to get getting shaken up, um, because that's sort of, you know, on the fence anyways. It is certainly brighter or lighter in tone than other books, but, you know, I always get worried that it will revert back, especially with the, you know, the news of that film. Um, with Gotham Academy, I'm not too surprised, mainly because Brendan Fletcher, I think, is probably pretty busy with, um... Motor Crush. And then in the pages of Motor Crush, at the back end, as a little backup, there's been another story. Like, it's been, like, five to six pages and that's also illustrated by Carl Kershaw. Hopefully I'm correct on this. Um, It's been a little while since I've read one of those issues. And that's going to actually be brought out into a full-length book. So now that he's going to have two creator-owned things, I feel like it makes sense that he probably doesn't have as much time to work on uh, the other thing. You know, the story, I think, is, is wrapping up with this issue that has just released where it seems like we're at a climax now with Olive's story, and we're actually Getting somewhere because that's really been a slow burn if we're to talk about that. And so I think if we're going to wrap up her storyline as well as Amity's and uh, the connection to. Uh, just the Silverlock family and uh, the Penguins, you know, the Cobblepot family as well. I think that'll be good. But it's it's just sad because it was a really enjoyable series. Um, just like Lumberjanes, I think it, it was a fun, which was you know a perfect crossover there. It's it's got such a great cast that while you would say all of is the point character, everyone works so well that you can almost it, it's almost difficult to say like oh yeah it's all about this person because it's very much an ensemble book. So it'll be sad to see that go because I think it worked really well. And it it was a different dimension of the Bat family and a different dimension of DC Comics that I'm not really sure if anything's going to fill that void or we're just going to have an empty space where it used to be.
2: I think it really – this book doesn't come down the quality of the book. The quality of the book was always pretty high. I think Absolutely. just sales numbers. I mean, I know the last time I looked it, it slipped almost below 8,000 titles a month, which is –
0: which is actually extremely low for them to continue to produce the issues in the first place.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's not many titles that get to that level that wouldn't they have been killed. Yeah.
0: But the other thing is, uh, during their interviews, they actually did make a statement saying that uh, they are going to leave the characters wide open to be used in other stories in the future within the Venom. Oh, universe. that could be fun. So it's not as if these characters couldn't appear. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you, they'd have to find the right spot for them to make an appearance and things like that. But um, there's also a word that uh, Damien is going to be popping into the series in the last issues as well. So uh, we know that Damien and Maps, uh, mm-hmm. there's a nice little relationship between those two. So hey, we maybe we can intern, uh, intern at the Belfry. Maybe. Or
1: work with Batgirl. I mean, that's happened before.
0: That'd be good. That'd be cool. All right, so that's basically all the news. The other real two quick things to mention is that there are two new uh, articles for this week in the Batcave. First one comes on April third, uh, which has a number of different pieces of art. Uh, specifically, there's there's some of the Swamp Swamp Thing stuff that's going to be popping up in the pages of uh, Batman. We have a number of other other things. Uh, one of the covers for uh, All Star Batman, the variant covers for All Star Batman, was revealed. Uh, so you can take ch- take a look at that one, and then the other one that we've got is on April 10th. It was uh, that there was another uh, article for this week in the Batcave. Uh, this one features uh, a number of different covers that are coming out in July, um, including the Batwoman, the 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 cover for Batwoman, Dark Days, the casting, All Star Batman. So you can take a look at all of those over on the website and be sure to check out every every uh monday for the latest uh latest of the this week in the Batcave, cave because there are all kinds of awesome stuff uh that jessica is tracking down and, and making us bad fans aware of that the creators are talking about so take a look at that so now we're going to jump straight into our reviews and the first one we've got is batman <laughs>
1: Batman number 20, I Am Bane part five, writer Tom King, pencils David Finch, inks Danny Mickey and Trevor Scott, and colors Jordi Belair. This is day five of five of this five-step program here. This is it, Batman versus Bane round three, though if we count all the other times, we might be in the double digits there. Uh, Bane beats on Batman, reminding Batman who he is and promising to kill him as well as those that he cares about. Meanwhile, Bruce's mother recaps... The entire series thus far, from issue number one, saying that death and victory both drive Batman, and that is why he approved of Gotham and Gotham Girl, because he thought that they could not die, whereas all the other people he has worked with, as well as himself, could in fact die. During the fight, Batman says he's heard it all before, i.e. that you know someone's going to kill him this is it and even on the edge of death he comes back and reminds Bane that guess what he is Batman later Bruce after you know the fight and Bane is unconscious on the ground Bruce tells his mother that it was never about death or victory but it was about helping the girl and Martha is proud of Bruce no matter what next up we have Batman and the Button okay well Uh, This is, it reminded me of, (laughs) you know how Mm -hmm. sometimes... (laughs) <laughs> you might watch a television show, most likely a cartoon series. Uh, and this also happens a lot for anime series, but at a certain point, perhaps halfway through this series, they'll have a recap episode, which is very obnoxious because you want to continue with the regular story, but it's a recap of like what's been going on so far. And they try to clip it so that it's a different episode. They might have a voiceover from another character. Uh, but basically... This was a recap issue, in my opinion. Did you think that this was necessary, especially since this is, in fact, or potentially the final issue of this arc? Did we really need to rehash issues 1 through 19 to get to this point here? Uh, No. Or did, do you disagree with me that this is a recap issue? I'll I'll put that out there.
0: Well, I won't say that I completely disagree with you, but I do feel as if... Uh, the issue by itself didn't stand very well with uh, I mean like sure the fight was a big part of it but it was recapping a lot of everything that's happened and knowing that the plan for upcoming issues are is that 21 is the button 22 is the button 23 is this uh, this issue with Swamp Thing and then there's uh, 24 is going to be this prologue, a recap of everything happening over the past year. I just, you know, like going into this issue, knowing that that is the plan for the series. I wasn't really sure why they spend so much time rehashing some of the stuff that's occurred. Sure, it kind of falls in line with the story. But the conclusion of this story, I mean, this is the conclusion. I mean, sure, there's going to be some sort of aftermath issue or prologue that, you know, will deal maybe even more with it. But this was supposed to be the end. I mean, when they collect this and trade, this is going to be the end of the I am being storyline. And the ending just is kind of like, eh. I mean, like, honestly, I feel like the ending could have gone a lot better. Um, the fight was <laughs> was interesting, sure, but there were there really didn't feel like there was a giant payoff. I feel like there was a lot of stuff that missing, like there's not a lot of wrap-up with some of the other threads because obviously well that stuff will get wrapped up later on when we get to the aftermath and prologue issues with 23 and 24 but like to me it seems like a waste and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with this issue
2: I think you're being too nice I think it's a definitive waste I think they get attacked on two more pages in the last issue and finish the story if this is all they were going to do I mean it's just like Stella says it's is there a fight scene going on through there yes I guess but there's been a fight scene going on for a while I mean it's just it's just a recap and then a knockout. It's not, I didn't like it. I just, plus you weren't recapping, like, something that really needed a recap. This was only, what, issue four or five of the story arc, you know? This wasn't, like, the end of a 14-issue story. Like, I just, I didn't, I mean, you could have done a word, you know, I'm all for the editor's notes at the beginning. But this this issue left me scratching my head at the end of it going, huh? Like, what do you know? What do we do? What, what's it all mean, Basil? You know, like, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I I also was you know, I, I guess I expected that there was gonna be some sort of brawl because that's where we ended the last issue. But I didn't expect to go from very beginning of this whole series to the very end because I feel like compared to other stories or other books like maybe Eternal, when we actually do need some recap, I was I've been pretty like um I, I've been remembering and it's all been pretty fresh in my mind what has happened consistently and so to have that go on in the background while those that final page was nice to have him you know talking with his mom uh, I felt like it was unnecessary just like you know watching a cartoon you want it to get over you know you want it to be done with and it was just a fight issue and Uh, Which is fine. Fighting is fun. You know, we, we enjoy comics. But the problem is, if this was about Claire, as he so poignantly says to his mother, she doesn't even appear in this issue besides the flashback. And I would have at least liked to see her and Alfred in the end or to see her finish her rehabilitation. So cutting up the fight, I think, and having like a positive moment at the end of her. Overcoming the fear of that. I mean, that's the whole point of this, as Bruce says, would have worked out, but they don't even do that at all. So it it left me very disappointed here at the end here. I actually don't have any other questions about that um, you know my other question was just were you satisfied with the ending especially since we don't see Claire um, but you may have wrapped that up with, with you know was this issue necessary but if you have any thoughts on uh, maybe what you would have liked to have seen wrap up instead of this like how would you have changed this and made it better instead of just this this slider recap issue do you have any thoughts yeah I mean you would have liked I could, to
0: have seen? yeah I could definitely tell her on that. I mean, the thing is, what I would have loved to have seen is some sort of update on Gotham Girl, Psycho Pirate, which was mm-hmm. like one of the whole things this was based around with Psycho Pirate. The f- the fight's over between Batman and Bane, but we still don't have any resolution with Gotham Girl, Psycho Pirate. Uh, we don't hear anything about Catwoman. We don't hear anything about the Bat family who are frozen up in the Fortress of Solitude. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. like... You mean all the interesting stuff? Yeah, like all the stuff that's <laughs> like, oh, this stuff happened. But basically, the end is just Batman beats Bane. Okay. We all saw that coming. We didn't actually think that Batman was going to die in the line of duty. So, yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. Like, it just, like, knowing that there is going to be an aftermath and a prologue issue for the entire year one run of the series, you know that that stuff will get resolved in that, which is fine. But for an individual story arc, that stuff should have been wrapped up in here. Like if they wanted to finish off the Gotham Girl Psycho Pirate, at least check in with them showing that she's having some sort of progress, and then have the resolution of that in the prologue or the you know, the, the epilogue of the, the year or whatever, the aftermath issue, whatever, have it in there. But like the the Bat family being frozen, there should, should be something happening with that. It shouldn't just be, oh, they're they're gonna be there. Okay. Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman, who is actually yeah. like just two issues ago or whatever helping out Batman, but that's not resolved either. I mean, there was too many things that weren't resolved that I would have liked to see resolved. I mean, like this issue, the the story started out with like all these like really cool moments with Batman and the bat family and him telling them, you know, I need you to get out of Gotham because, you know, Bane's coming and there's, you know, this is gonna be bad. There's a lot of really cool things that were going on. We had Alfred and, uh, and Claire in Arkham Asylum. We had Arkham Asylum getting broken into. Um, We had Catwoman involved. There was a lot of really cool things that happened in this story. But out of all the really cool things, the one thing that I think we all saw coming was that Bane would get defeated by Batman. I mean, I don't think think anybody thought that Bane was going to win and that was going to Mm -hmm. be... Nobody thought this was going to be a a rehash of Nightfall where Batman's back is broken and he's out of commission for you know, undetermined amount of time. So, I mean, the ending is just is kind of like, okay, well. So, I mean, like, I would have loved to see any of those other story threads picked up and at least showcased in some way instead of, like, the 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 moment between Bruce and his mom, sure, it was touching. It was, it was emotional, you know, mm-hmm. in the moment. But do we need that? Not really. No. I could have gone without it. I mean, like, and I'm not saying that as, like, you know, a person who's, has no emotion. I'm just saying like, there's plenty of other aspects of this story that could have been much better, you know, much better, much discovered much more than they were or at all, uh, than having this random moment between his mom and him. So that's what I would have liked to see. I hate to be the
2: one who keeps bringing this up, but isn't this another Tom King story where the end just Ugh.
0: you know? Like and it's unfortunate. It really is, because I feel like the guy has tons of talent, it's just he can't close. Yeah. He can't close. Like he's got he has some cool concepts. I mean, think of the Bat
2: family gets hung and they're up in the, you know, in the fortress of solitude. That's cool. The Catwoman stuff was neat. What's going on with Gotham Girl? I mean, remember when when the Batman number one rebirth came out, that the first I am Gotham storyline. We liked the re- the first issue, like, well, this is really good. And then it kind of went nowhere. And then the n- first Bane story, I guess it's all one long story. The first part of the Bane story started good and went no. I mean, it's just, he, he's got really good concepts, but he doesn't close them up. Yeah. You know, and like you said, I won't belabor the point, but there was four or five really interesting things that were going on. And we talked about, like you said, the one thing that we absolutely knew what was going to happen. F I just, I don't. I don't get what's going on with this closing issues with him.
1: Yeah. I guess he gets. He it, We're all really excited at the beginning. We're like, yeah, this is really How's good. That? And I don't know. It's just like the attention wanes and then it, it dies off. And you'd think that would only happen once, but it honestly has consistently happened with each arc. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm I would
0: generally sure agree because, like, looking back, I Am Suicide, the opening was awesome. The introduction of all the characters that were going to be part of Batman Suicide Squad. They were all awesome. Every part of it was awesome. The only thing that wasn't awesome was thinking uh, us actually believing or making us believe that Catwoman killed, you know, hundreds That's of people. World. Yeah. But that was the only thing that wasn't that, you know, that wasn't great, but then he resolved that. The the two-issue story arc that he or the two-issue story arc that he did with Catwoman, that was amazing, but it was only two issues, so there really wasn't an opportunity for to have the oh, okay. and, <laughs> beginning and an you, end you know, yeah. yeah the beginning and the end because it was just basically one story in two issues um, but like looking at the bane story the beginning there was all kinds of cool elements even even the gotham's gotham girl and gotham stuff that happened like I wasn't a big fan of the idea of what he was trying to do with that story, but the beginning had promise. We were, you know, there was intrigue. There was, you know, Hugo yeah. strange was involved. Psycho pirates somehow gets involved. Like, you don't know where the heck they're going with this. And then all of a sudden it just gets to the end. And it's like, that's, that's it. And yeah, yeah. So it's definitely becoming a situation. So I'm really hoping that this doesn't carry over to like the, the button, button because the button is only two issues. So I'm hoping that we get another, like, you know, the Catwoman story. That was great. Uh, no complaints at all with the Catwoman story, so I'm hoping that that's just it's just another one of that situation, and hopefully with the 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 War of the Joke and Riddles that's coming in because they're doing two issue acts. I'm hoping that it's you know it's it gets back to that because they're shorter acts. One could we have- <laughs> <laughs> Don't have this situation happen because I'm already wary about the idea of going back to zero year to begin with. Um, so I'm really hoping that there's, he does something because, and I and I can't, I don't know. I know for a fact that we are not the only ones who are feeling like these endings are not, we're not getting the payoff. So I can't see how he's been doing, you know, he's been on Batman for almost a year now and he hasn't seen the feedback from people and decided maybe I need to adjust what I'm doing or maybe he has and he's decided and maybe that's why a couple of weeks ago he was doing the thing where he's like, He made some comment on Twitter about how he was taking some time off to read through some comics, uh, some classic comic stories to relearn how to write comics. And I'm wondering if that had something to do with it, because he was starting to really dive into the feedback of some of these story arcs, because that was just about two weeks ago, right before or right, right before this issue came out. So
1: don't self Google. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain extent. I mean, this could be a discussion episode, but there's a certain extent where you shouldn't listen to what crooks are saying about you. Cause like, that's just going to tear you down. Um, but like, I, I do honestly say, and I really like Tom King, but he uh, it's just all falling action after the first issue. Um, and I think once it reaches, like, it's hard to find a climax and it's like, it, it's just, It's almost like the climax is the first issue and then it starts going down from there. Um, And I don't know if he needs to go back to to basics. I I think that might be too much of a stretch. That's almost implying that he has no idea how to write comics, which I fully disagree with. I think he just needs to maybe, like, step back or um, maybe there's, like, too much pressure because it literally is, you know, Batman and the Batman title. Um, But I, I think... You know, Wes is more cutting out some stuff. Uh, this issue really could have cut it down or cut it out and put something else in uh, would have worked. But, yeah, honestly, stay away from the, the Google. I think that's, yeah, not good. And the other
2: thing, too, for me, with this Tom King stuff, goes back to Grayson, too. Grayson's, remember when Grayson first came out? Like, it was mm-hmm. different and new, and it was like, man, this is really cool. But maybe I'm, I'm as alone on this because we didn't cover it on Comcast. But by the end of Grayson, I was literally like,
0: who gives a... Uh, yeah, because it just got know, it like, was drawn out just, way too long. Like the oh, overarching yeah. story that they had that was taking place during the entire series was just too drawn out. That's just, that's what it came down to. It was just yeah. it lasted for way longer than it should have. Um there's that part of it, but then the then they decided to just randomly throw other stories in the middle of it instead of getting to the conclusion of whatever they were trying to accomplish with the series. Um, but I will say that when they did do story arcs, individual story arcs, I didn't feel like it was as up and down as, as it is here. And that's the fair That's fair. Yeah. The difference between here and there though is that Tom King was co-writing Grayson with Tim Seeley. So that, that's the only that's literally the only difference that happened. And you know, Tim Seeley, he's he's obviously been writing comics for a long period of time. He's currently writing Nightwing Now. By himself, but he was writing comics before Grayson. Um, he's, you know, he has written comics for a long time. Tom King came into Grayson not having written comics um, to, you know, at the, at the same level that Tim Seeley has. So I'm wondering if it was kind of like a baptism fire type situation where it's like, you're we're going to team you up with a veteran. You're going to work with the veteran and, you know, we're, we'll see what you got. But I'm just wondering how it went from. He was co-writing comics with Tim Seeley to somehow taking over DC's number one book, like consistent number one book that to me, I mean, and that's not to say that, like I said, like I have nothing against Tom King. Like he's a great guy, uh, you know, and and he does have a lot of really cool concepts, but how do you go from writing a, you know, supporting character with moderate sales to writing DC's top book that part of to me is just kind of like, how did that happen? Yeah, that's a good point. But all right. So Batman, I'm going to give a total of two and a half out of five.
2: Um, We have two out of five.
1: Mm, Yeah, I think I might agree and say two out of five.
0: Right. And over on the website, Matthew gave it three. So that's going to give Batman a total of two and a half out of five batterings. Let's move into our next book. Detective comics. (laughs) Detective Comics, number 954, written by James Tynion IV, art by Marcio Takara. Uh, Batman opens our issue, demanding that Roz tell him where his team is. Roz tells him that his team is likely dead. Batman puts the villain in an energy cage after defeating the bodyguard, Ubu. Roz tells Batman that he's not there as an adversary and that the League of Shadow is not under his control. He then reveals that Batman's belief that the shadows do not exist is a carefully constructed memory alteration that he had to implement on Batman three separate times to prevent him from learning <laughs> the truth. Uh. Meanwhile, Jacob Kane, frantic that Kate was skewered with a sword in front of him, then dragged out by Ninja, punches his fist bloody on his cell window until suddenly Colony Prime, the general, and several Colony operatives arrive in Belfry to free him and his two men. Roz reveals that the League of Shadows is his guiding hand to help shape humanity, while the League of Assassins is his public face with the rich and powerful used magic learned from Zatanna to alter Bruce's memories so that he could use the shadows to prevent humanity's destruction by itself. Placing Shiva in charge of the shadows proved effective until she learned he didn't intend to destroy the world with them, but save it. She struck out on her own, taking Raz's Roz, most deadly tools with her, planning to live up to her name and wipe life from the face of the earth. Raz, knowing she must be beaten turns to Batman for help, Batman realizes releases him from the cage, Ubu lets the shadows in. Roz uses an ancient poison to paralyze the detective. Using Zatanna's spell, he restores Bruce's memory of the shadows, then hands him over to Shiva, who vanishes in an explosion. Aboard the colony's helicarrier, Jacob plans to make sure that the League of Shadows is destroyed, along with Gotham. Knowing he can't stop them face-to-face, he only hopes he can catch them in their own destructive machinations. However, Cassandra Cain... The orphan appears in the sewers in the midst of the League of Shadows, wielding two swords and ready to take them all down. All right.
1: So. They seem like they are already taken all down and killed, by the way. Well, I, did, I
0: didn't assume they were killed, but...
1: Well, Ugh. they're on the ground. There is blood on well, her swords. Um, their arms are like raised and there are actual swords stuck in them. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> I'm just looking at from the perspective of how did she go from being so against killing to I've decided now I'm going to kill.
1: But she's And this all could have been,
0: re- I know, but this could have all been resolved if she <laughs> would have just take the kill shots against her mother. Now she's decided, no, nope, that wasn't worth it. Instead, I'm, I've decided I'm going to just kill all these ninjas who are just working with my mom. Yep. I don't see it.
1: I think it's maybe, easier maybe, to kill people you don't know rather so, so, than a mother that you want to know. That's
0: okay. That's true. Nice turn of a phrase.
1: But oh. let's look at it, let's look at
0: it from this perspective, though. Okay, knowing what Tynan does at the end of his issues with the the cliffhangers, leading us to believe that something horrible has occurred, and then the next issue seemingly resolved. What do you think could possibly be with this last page? I feel like looking at this last page, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, yes, there is blood all over, there are people, you know, lying on the floor, but maybe mm-hmm. she just did some sort of like, you know, she cut them in certain spots where they're incapacitated, but they're not dead. Okay. That's or the only thing I, I can out think of. Him. Like if you get beat
2: up, you bleed.
1: Like- yeah.
0: Yeah, that wouldn't explain the the blood all over the swords. But maybe that was an artist mistake. Who knows? We'll find out the next issue. But anyway, all right. So, a couple of things. The first thing I want to talk about is the reveal that Ra's al Ghul. We we we, talk, we talked about this last issue, where there the last issue had Raz show up, and we said, well, Raz is probably there to kind of, you know, tried to enlist the help of Batman. Obviously, that's what he's saying he's there for, but the question is, based off of what you see here, you know, he basically hands Batman over to the Lee of Shadows. Do you think that Roz is, is being honest and he's looking for a way to have uh, Batman take down Shiva, or do you think that Roz is playing double triple agent here?
2: This guy's a sneaky dude, right? I think he's probably telling him the truth. I think he does want I don't think Roz likes anybody to challenge his power base, you yeah, know?
0: I would like, agree with that, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, like he's the guy, he's the man. Nobody and if, if the League of Shadows was really his other super secret society that he was the head of, he doesn't want anybody else at the head of it. So taking out all the altruistic parts of this and just going to this guy is, is an egomaniac, then I think that he is doing it to get Shiva out, out of the League of Shadows
1: uh yeah I, I think <laughs> well, he's telling the truth to a certain extent but with him I think he yeah. also mixes fact with fiction and I think when it comes down to it uh Roz is in it for Roz. um so I I think he's gonna do whatever is necessary for his end game so if he's like he wants to get Chiva out of the way, but he's also going to take Batman out or do whatever he needs to. So uh, I think he was telling a portion of the truth, uh, but now it's really what his goal was.
0: My thought on it is that, he is still, he. he's being he's being honest, but it, it, it's coming across as if he's deceiving Batman specifically because he probably said to Shiva, I can help you take down Batman for sure. He knows exactly how to get into the Batcave, all of this, and he's working with Shiva to basically apprehend Batman, but he gets there ahead of time to let Batman know how this is all happening. This brings, this come you know, it also goes in line with the idea that he's uh, you know, doing the incantation to help him understand, you know, to get his old memories back of the League of Shadows explains why for so many issues he kept saying over and over again, nope, the League of Shadows doesn't exist. Nope, doesn't exist. Not possible. Can't happen. Not real. Um, and it was honestly getting annoying how many was how annoying. Often he, he yeah. was doing that. And now it makes complete sense that he's, you know, it's basically because. Roz did something to him to make him basically, you know, not, not just necessarily ignore, but like deny that it even exists, Um, which, which is, makes perfect sense. Um, It also, but, so the the thing is this brings me so that, so, you know, Roz gives him the ability to get the memories back. So he understands what the league of shadows is. He gets all that knowledge that he previously had about the league of shadows back. Um, But that goes back into this, this, my second point, which is, so, Raz has used magic to alter Bruce's memories. Doesn't that feel mm-hmm. like a humongous MacGuffin mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. to the point where they could use that for anything in the future?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yes. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I don't have to elaborate on that. Yes, that's absolutely hundred yeah. percent reading.
1: And these sorts of things actually really annoy me and there are a couple of times that I remember them happening. Uh in X Men, astonishing X Men, you find out that I'm sorry, this is Marvel, but that Emma Frost basically mined, you know what, mine Fs uh, <laughs> uh, Scott and uh, Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops. And, like, it's just really bad. And then the other time is, of course, one of my favorite stories, but it still poses a problem, is Identity Crisis. Um, Whereas Zatanna, remember, mind wipes Dr. Light. And then, of course, we see the repercussions of that. Um, so mind wiping or, or any of those things is just... Uh, it's too easy. Also, I'm kind of thinking of Wolverine Origins. That film, remember the adamantium bullet? Terrible. But it's it's. I think it's poor storytelling. I think it's lazy. Like if because you could do that with everything, really, and like clear things up, and then you just have to go with it because well, he was mind wiped, so of course that makes sense. So I think it's lazy storytelling, and I think it's also just very uh, personally invasive. Um, because you re- you know you're really messing with someone there um, more so than other things I think that you could potentially do. So I I don't like mind wiping uh, or this as he used magic. Plus it it seems like out of the realm of possibility for Raw. I, I mean I know he deals with mystical things, but it just doesn't seem like his sort of avenue. It seems like someone else would be the one to do that.
2: It's ridiculous. I mean it is like it's just not. It's, it's contrived and it's silly.
0: Yeah, and I don't have to add a whole lot onto that. I just kept thinking <laughs> as I was reading that I just kept thinking to myself well, this just feels like a setup for something else in the future.
2: I can tell you exactly what I thought when we had the big reveal and it was two words that I can't say on this comic cast. It was like, you gotta be, you
0: know
1: like, <laughs> bleep bleep
2: Yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> All right, so that's basically all I have for this. Good, good, good Two weeks for comics, kids. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's been it's been it's been a little bit of a downer of a two weeks, but uh, yeah. So, Detective Comics, I'm going to give a tool of three out of five. Uh, two and a half out
2: of five.
1: I'm going to also say two and a half, and I um we don't talk about art very much, but the inking on this was very heavy and I think too heavy and um, I hope that it backs up if, if we continue with this particular artist 2.5.
0: Alright, turn over on the website. Ian gave it three and a half so that's going to give Batman a total of three out of five ranks. That is all of our in-depth reviews. Let's jump over to the website for Greater Gotham. All right, so starting off with April 5th, we have main TV books, Batman number 20 we just talked about, Nightwing number 18, Nightwing and Robin face off against Professor Pig with Sean Sang's life in the balance. After defeating Pig, the two realized that Pig and Deathwing were reporting to someone far more dangerous, Dr. Simon Hurt. This is reviewed by David. He gave it four out of five. I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Abstain. Thumbs up. Harley Quinn number seventeen. The issue is broken into two stories. With the first having Harley and Red Tool investigating the homeless population that has been slow, that has slowly started to just disappear. In the second story, Harley's early days with the Joker are shown. This review by David. He gave it four and a half out of five. I'm gonna give this one a thumbs up. Thumbs
2: up. And if you are don't only really read Harley Quinn, but you are a fan of Paul Dini and Batman the Animated Series, the backup by him it feels like a brand new Batman the Animated Series
0: thing. Same. All right, no secondary TBU books, main DC Universe books, Justice League number 18. As the league progress with the fight against the timeless to save Earth across time and space, it appears they gain the upper hand just as a new threat emerges. This is by Jerry. he gave give it three and a half out of five, and we give this one a neutral. Thumbs down. Secondary DC Universe books, DC Comics Bombshells number 25, which includes digital chapters 73 through 75, the bombshell versions of Riddler, Barbara Gordon's Batgirl, Killer Croc, Joker's Daughter, Kate Kane's Batwoman all make an appearance in the issue. Green Arrow number 20, as more of Roy Harper's past is revealed. Black Canary is present in the present story. Injustice Ground Zero number nine, which includes digital chapters number 17 through 18. Harley Quinn, Joker, Joker, Two different versions of Batman and Barbara Gordon's Batgirl all make an appearance in the issue. Superman number 20, Batman and Robin head to the Kent house so Batman can inform Superman of John's test results. That leads to an investigation by Batman at a local dairy farm where Batman becomes overtaken. Moving on to April 12th, we have main TBU books, Detective Comics number 954, we already talked about. Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number 9, The Origin of Blackbird is shown alongside, along with her ties to Black Canary's early days, Fearing the worst, Huntress and Backroll call for assistance from Green Arrow and Nightwing. This is reviewed by Ian. He gave it two and a half out of five and give this one a neutral. Neutral. Thumbs up. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number nine. The Outlaws traveled to Quark to investigate the use of a weapon of mass destruction that the team believes to be Artemis's lost bow of Ra. This was reviewed by Bill. He gave it four and a half out of five and give this one a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Gotham Academy, second semester, number eight. Olive is fully possessed and takes Batman down as the rest of the detective club discovers the true intentions of the Arkham's Arkham spirit. This was by Jerry. He gave it four and a half out of five. I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Abstain. Thumbs up. No secondary TV books. Main DC Universe books. Just League of America, number four, the final confrontation with the extremists takes place as the JLA overcome the obstacles to take down Lord Havoc and his team. This is reviewed by Paul. He gave it two and a half out of five. I'm going to give this one a neutral. Neutral. Abstain. Titans number 10. The Titans have their backs against the walls. The fearsome five seemingly has the advantage until Bumblebee appears and turns the tide. This is reviewed by Matthew. He gave it four out of five. I'm going to give this one a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Suicide squad number 15. Waller is still alive. Deadshot wasn't betraying the team after all. And Harley really wasn't shot. All of this and Rustam gets taken down. Corbin reviewed this and he gave it four out of 5 and going to give this one a neutral. I love hate this book. So I'm going to give it a neutral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> abstain
0: secondary yeast universe books new superman number 10 batman of china appears briefly as he and wonder woman fly discover flying dragon general supergirl number eight barbara gordon has been investigating supergirl as, as row, leading to a, an invest, mm. a confrontation in the upcoming issue and superpowers number six characters galore appeared including batman dick grayson's robin barbara gordon's row, james gordon joker ace the Bad Hound, killer croc catwoman mr freeze two-face and clayface And then as far as TBU trades and hardcovers over the past two weeks, we have Batman Superman Volume 5 Truth Hurts trade paperback, Batman Superman Volume 6 Universe Finest hardcover, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey Volume 1 Who is Oracle trade paperback, Superman Volume 2 Trials of the Super Suns trade paperback, Earth 2 Society Volume 3 A Whole New World trade paperback, Batman 66 Meets the Man from Uncle trade paperback, Batman Nightfall Omnibus Volume 1 hardcover, Batman Legacy Volume 1 Trade Paperback, Batman The Golden Age Omnibus Volume 3 Hardcover, Batman Volume 2 I Am Suicide Trade Paperback, Dark Knight 3 The Master Race Number 8 Collector's Edition. So those that's everything that came out in the past two weeks. And uh, as usual, you can check out all of those reviews of the books that we discussed over on the website for in-depth reviews for all those books. And as I mentioned, we will be covering Flash on the website as well. Uh, to make sure we cover the entire event of what is the button. With that, now's the time of the episode where I'm going to mention Patreon real quick. Uh, just real quick, thank you to Lisa, No Deuces, and Jerry for donating at the $10 and $25 levels. Uh, we do have a number of uh, of supporters at the 5 and $1 levels as well, but uh, we're currently sitting at $58 supported per month. Um, we appreciate that. Um, but, of course, we would always appreciate even more. So we, if you are not supporting us currently on Patreon, we encourage you to support us on Patreon. Uh, just head over to the website, look on the sidebar for the Patreon link, and you can support us for as little as just $1. Also, if you're not interested in doing a reoccurring uh, support amount every single month, you can also just donate a flat amount through paypal using the donate button on the website as well all your funds are greatly appreciated and will go to helping bring back the tbu normal cast as well as a variety of other things we'd like to do such as revamping the website and starting a video podcast as well so that support is greatly appreciated so with that we're going to jump straight into our bat signal The very first comment we have is from Evan.
1: It occurred to me today that the mainstays of the Young Justice team are all missing in Rebirth continuity. Tim is in Oz's prison, but Connor is completely unaccounted for, as are Bart and Cassie, the latter of whom was last seen in the new artist-slash-writer showcase. I don't know if this is important, but maybe we've got a Young Justice rebirth coming our way soon. I just hope if it happens, they get someone who knows how to write Tim, and he splits time between the YJ team and the tech squad so he isn't sidelined in the Bat family again. Speaking of Tim, did you guys see the name Red Robin on the Flash number 22 variant cover? I hope that it means Tim will be back sooner rather than later because I'm extremely tired of Iron Bat and Asriel. And I'm ready to have characters like Steph and Tim, the characters I'm still buying the book for, actually in the book. And then he gives a link to a cover of the actual Flash 22 variant
0: all right. So, real quick, let's talk about your Young Justice idea. First off, um, definitely a good call out. Uh, there's a couple of yeah, couple of interesting things that have developed since your you posted your comment though. There was a there was the cover of Deathstroke number it doesn't matter what issue it is, but it's the Deathstroke issue that's coming out in July came out in Deathstroke. The the solicitation actually was released saying that Deathstroke comes back from the Flashpoint universe. And instead of trying to be a villain tries to be a hero and he starts his own teen Titans group. I don't know how, I don't know how this is connected potentially to the idea of young justice, but the cover shows a number of characters, including kid flash um, but the Wally West kid flash from the other other Earth. But I only bring this up because it was interesting because you mentioned that there was a bunch of characters missing and suddenly I noticed that the cover of Deathstroke had all these characters. I was like, well, that's strange. Um, now, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it is a good call. Could we see a Young Justice rebirth? Honestly, I don't think we would. Um, the only reason we might is if the cartoon series comes back and they decide, Hey, to try to fall in line with the fact that the cartoon series is coming, even though it doesn't have anything to do with it. Let's have a young justice series out there at the time. And it's using the characters that are potentially appearing in the young justice cartoon. Um, We have seen them do this in the past with green arrow specifically where like Diggle and, um, Felicity have appeared in the main continuity, even though they were characters that were created within the confines of the live action Arrow TV series. So is it possible that that could happen? Sure. Um, But like looking at like the nineties young justice crew with Tim Drake and all of them, I honestly don't see that happening because I feel like that was, there was a, there was a time that that worked. Tim Drake now at least is a little bit more mature where I don't see him being part of that not to say that i wouldn't want to see a team led by tim drake though i think that would be cool and if tim when once tim drake eventually comes back it would be great to see some of these characters like orphan and you know stephanie brown is spoiler and potentially bluebird if she decides to come back like we talked about this before like you know like the the idea of like a bunch of birds or you know a robin's nest of characters or whatever we've we've talked about this and a lot of these characters who don't get a ton of focus who even though we said that at the time they have gotten a bunch of focus tim drake's probably the characters got the least amount of focus because he was killed off so quickly but um i just don't see a young justice series happening but i that's not to say that there couldn't be something else in the same vein of what you're trying to accomplish with having Tim Drake have a team.
1: Yeah,
2: I think when Young Justice Season 3 comes out Netflix here at the, at the end of the year, maybe. Uh, but I don't think it'd be a main book. I think it'd be its own thing type deal.
1: And you have a Teen Titans team. Yeah. Because you, you kind of wonder, Titans. like, why why do we have two different teams, you know, it'd be better to go yeah, with like a yeah. Titans West or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we already have not only the Teen Titans, we also have the Titans, Titans, Titans. the right. Titans who are yeah. operating out of New York. We have the Teen Titans who are operating out of San Francisco. And then we also at the same time have two different Justice Leagues, with Justice League and Justice League of America. So like, and then you, you also throw in Suicide Squad in there. You've got a lot of teams, a whole lot of teams. So it seems like it wouldn't be a very smart idea. Now that's not to say that you couldn't do a team book. That's work work. work you know, that's well, that's done well. Mm-hmm. Titans and teen Titans. I think have both been done very well after rebirth compared to before rebirth. Um, while I feel like justice league and justice league of America are kind of like mostly, you know, middle of the middle, middle of the range. They're not, they're not, good. They're not very good. I, I, that's yeah, but like Teen Titans, I think, has been really good. And I feel like uh, Titans has had its moments of not being as great, but it's still way better than the stuff that's happening over in the pages of, uh, let's say, Justice League and Justice League of America at this point. So, yeah. And then the other comment that you said about, uh, can we see Tim Drake coming back in the near future? Um, honestly, I don't see it happening. Um. Yeah, his his name's there, but I don't feel like we're going to be seeing him pop up anytime. Like he might appear at some point, maybe during the button crossover, but I don't yeah. feel like he's going to come back. Um, I think honestly he's going to be gone until whatever the Watchman event happens happens because that's that's when the he'll 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 return after that wraps up because otherwise what's the point of having him just reappear and having ozzy or mr oz per se have this you know jail cell where people just keep breaking out because it seems to well it already happened over in the superman books so
2: see i think that's you just hit it right in the head there i think that tim drake will appear but he won't be you know i'm saying like you're definitely gonna see some cut scenes with him and the Dr. Oz prison, even if it's not in the button somewhere over the next summer, um, especially getting all the play you're getting in the Superman books. But I don't think Tim Drake will be back in the universe as, as a Red Robin normal character for until, all like you said, until all this is said and done.
0: All right. So then our next comment comes from 10K Beers.
2: Thirsty young man.
1: That's a lot. That's 10,000. Hey, guys, just recently discovered the show. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and my podcast player, Player FM, recommended the show to me. I tend to be a comic reader who gets behind on his stack of books, and I think the show is going to be a great motivator for me to keep up with my two bat titles and maybe convince me to try something new in the Gotham universe. Right now, I am behind on reading, so I'm still back on episode 217, but I'll be caught up soon. I also contributed on Patreon, and in return for my small donation, I was hoping to hear the gang pronounce this word again.
0: Alright, so the word he's referring to is <laughs> shamanalization. Oh. I'm hoping I see
1: Shamanalization. Are you sure it's not shayamalanization?
0: No, I think it's shamanalization.
2: This is what the M Night shaman <laughs> as a verb, right?
1: Shyamalanization?
0: Ver well, I guess this would be a adverb.
1: What? What do you mean?
0: Well it's not shaman uh, sh- uh shamanalizing which would be oh, a verb. No. It would be shamalization, which would be a adverb or an adjective. Either way, so you heard us all say. Hopefully, yeah. you you greatly appreciate us saying that word. That word is a crazy word. Every time I look at it, it I just think to myself that is way too many letters for one word. <laughs> I didn't even I mean,
1: know I, it I existed until I, that I'm other sure, person posted it.
0: I, I'm pretty sure I did. Did it actually exist, or did somebody just? that word exists I mean I don't in, know if it, I, don't I don't know understand. if it's in Webster's but I mean it's No I mean obviously not at Webster's I mean but like did somebody else have that create that word before we mentioned it before
2: if not can we trademark it?
0: Why not? That's where Patreon your right? Patreon money can go towards. All right, anyway, our last comment t-shirts Comes from one Kimberly Rockmore.
1: Yes. uh, And I guess I'll do it without an accent here because what she says is Stella, we're friends, but that was a terrible accent. It was. It was was definitely a
0: a terrible accent. Oh,
1: man. Okay.
0: All right. So that is all the comments we have this episode. I implore you to head over to the website and leave your comments. Implore. That's right. Uh, for the next First episode, time he's
2: used to implore today.
0: I need to talk so, about monkeys at all. It's so weird.
1: Or you the know, chicken. No, there was well, a monkey. actually, I,
0: I do have something to bring up that I failed to bring up last episode. I said oh last boy. episode that I didn't have anything for Monkey Watch 2017, and I won't right. actually have a full segment. But I didn't think about it. But the actual the the latest trailer for War of the Planet of the Apes released before the last episode, and I must have watched it. I don't know, like ten times or something. Just I in the, the the days leading up to us recording, but somehow it completely <laughs> slipped my mind that it came mm. out. So that technically did happen in the last two weeks. So, or it, well, it happened within the last four weeks now, but two weeks before the, the last episode. So when I said there wasn't anything for Monkey Watch 2017, I was mistaken. Um, but anyway, that being said, Leave your comments in the comment section for the podcast post, and we will read those comments on the next episode. Obviously, some of these episodes, as you can tell, are much shorter than previous episodes, and that's because there's just not as much, not as much, not as many books to, that we cover on a uh, every episode. Next episode, we will have anywhere between three to four books, depending on what we do with uh, Flash and how how much it ties into what we did or what, what, what it is with the button, but we will discuss it one way or the other. But that being said, obviously there's plenty of time for us to have discussions. So if you have something that you'd like us to discuss, whether it be a question about a favorite specific issue related to, you know, your, your favorite villain or something like that, or a top five list of something we are more than willing to Prepare something ahead of time if given enough notice. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, discussion points that you'd like us to talk about the next episode, be sure to leave your comments on the podcast and we will get to those next episode. In addition to that, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for all these news and videos from the Batman universe. Be sure to head over to the website for all kinds of news and editorials related to movies, merchandise, video games, TV, and of course the comics also, be sure to leave us reviews in iTunes. Those are always great, greatly appreciated. And as always, leave your comments on the website. That is everything for this episode. Just as a heads up, in uh, just in a couple of days, the next episode of Bat Books for Beginners will release, which will feature Batman as the crow flies. So check that out in a couple of days this coming Tuesday. In addition to that, there are new episodes of Backworld, Oracle. Robin, everyone loves the Drake. Bat fans, Bruce Wayne's World, all kinds of new stuff for you to check out on the website, so be sure to check that stuff out. So That is everything for this episode. This is Dustin. This is Ed.
1: And this is Francesca.
0: And you have been listening to the Batman Universe Comic Podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks.
1: Bye-bye.